The AMA is committed to making physician burnout a thing of the past by addressing issues that fuel burnout at the system level and supporting physician well-being. Individual physicians often have their own way of coping, like Dr. Frank Clark, who has found comfort in writing haiku. I actually enjoy the practice and just the uh, thinking about the 575 pattern that makes a haiku. A walk in nature and forest cacophony, a muser's delight. For me, poetry has been um, cathartic in a lot of ways, and I find it, again, rejuvenating for my mind, my body, and my spirit. Dr. Frank Clark shares his passion for haiku in this episode of Moving Medicine. In his conversation with AMA senior news writer Sarah Berg, Dr. Clark reinforces the use of creative outlets as a means of coping with burnout. Today, I'm talking with Dr. Frank Clark and learning more about his experience writing haikus as a way to cope with burnout. Thanks so much for being with, here with us, Dr. Clark. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate you having me on, and it's always a pleasure to uh, reconnect with you during these um, unprecedented times. Of course, definitely. Um, so what drew you to haikus? Where did it all start? You know, that's a very good question. I have been writing poetry probably since I was in medical school, and I have been um, trying to focus on the silver linings during this pandemic. And one of the things that um, the pandemic has allowed me to do is um I think it's re-energized me in terms of um, my passion for writing. And so I started writing more poetry. I think I was kind of at a dormant stage, maybe, <laughs> as it relates to writing. And as you know, there's so much to write about now um, as regarding the pandemic and the social and political unrest and racial injustices that we continue to see in our society. So I definitely had a lot of content to reflect on. So I just started um trying to increase my um, versatility, so to speak, as it, uh, as it comes to poetry. And I said, well, let me try um, writing haikus because I had never um, written them. And so I actually enjoyed the, um, the practice and just the um, uh, thinking about the 575 pattern that um, uh, makes a haiku. So you have, uh, I think it's what, 17 syllables. The first line is five syllables. The second line is seven syllables. And then the third line is five syllables. So it actually takes a lot of work because sometimes you can have um, one extra syllable in there. And you, it, I'm always trying to sound out words, making sure that um, I have the right number of syllables. But I have come to enjoy writing them. And um, I've been writing them probably now for the past year. I love that. I think that's wonderful. You don't hear too often that people write about haiku, so I'm impressed for sure. Was was there a specific moment when you realized this was a good coping outlet for you, or how did that happen? Well, throughout my life, I have found various ways of coping, um, especially during times of stress and, as we mentioned, these dire times that we're living in. I first began writing poetry, actually, um, again, back in medical school when I was uh, diagnosed with clinical depression. And I've been in remission now um, as it relates to depression for probably over a decade, but I needed to find an outlet. Um, running had always been my outlet. I ran on the high school and collegiate level, tracking cross country. Uh, I have a fine arts background in general in terms of growing up um, in the dance world with doing tap ballet and jazz and then also 
playing the piano and the flute, but I decided that I needed to explore more of me. I think sometimes it's easy to uh, not do a lot of reflection because we're so busy in our lives. And so um, that's how I started writing poetry, uh, mainly to help cope with the depression that I was experiencing um, in medical school. And so I have stuck with that. And again, mentioning, you know, um, it's kind of a rebirth for me in some ways um, in terms of um, writing the poetry and and it has definitely served as a um, not only as a coping skill and, and I guess also very therapeutic but um, it's allowed me to share it with friends and family and you and I I know have collaborated on some things with your artwork so um, it's been a it's been a great experience for me. That's great to hear so you felt that it helped with your depression once you were diagnosed with it? Absolutely. You know, I work with individuals every day who have mental health conditions and um, substance use disorders um, due to um, a lot of different um, stressors that have gone on in their life, whether it be um, adverse childhood experiences or this pandemic or other things that are going on. And I believe that it is important to take a holistic approach to patient care. And while I believe in that philosophy, I also think it is prudent that the provider or the physician or nurse practitioner or PA, whoever it may be, serving that patient also takes time to practice what they preach. And so you don't have to write poetry in order to take care of yourself. That can be, you know, some people enjoy fishing. Some people enjoy crocheting. Uh, I met a patient yesterday who enjoys um, um, doing the shag and swing dancing. You know, you have to it has to be tailor-made for the individual. And so, you know, I, I think sometimes as, as healers, so to speak, we can be very hypocritical and we um, talk the talk, but we don't necessarily walk the walk. And so I think it's very important um, that as mental health professionals, for example, um, that we um, heal ourselves. And so for me, poetry has been um, cathartic in a lot of ways, and I find it again rejuvenating for my mind, my body, and my spirit. That's wonderful. Do you share that also with your patients? Your coping mechanisms? That's a very good question. I I think sometimes it's <laughs> um, we have to be mindful of self disclosure. Um, I have um, what I have shared with my patients is that you know when they talk about their coping skills. Um, you know, I've asked them, do they enjoy writing? I will disclose to them that, you know, I enjoy writing poetry just to kind of um, break the ice, so to speak. You know, a lot of times when individuals are coming to the office for the first time or they're coming in on the inpatient unit, um, it can be very, um, I guess, anxiety provoking, especially if they've never seen a psychiatrist. And so um, I like to explore people's um, interests, what fills their love bank, so to speak. Where do they find meaning and purpose? And some will tell me that they enjoy writing poetry or other forms of art um, or exploring the humanities. And so I take that opportunity to um, share with them, well, you know, that's one of my interests. And that can then, you know, um, again, break the ice and uh, it, it can create more of a conversation. And uh, I've had some very interesting conversations with patients about um, the arts. And um, what I have found over the years is that uh, a lot of my um, patients are very artistic, um, and sometimes um, there's such a stigma with individuals with mental health conditions that we forget that um, that we are human beings and that we forget to explore humanity at its, uh, in all its glory. That, those are all really great points. Do you have a favorite haiku or two or three <laughs> that you could share with our <laughs> listeners? 
Uh, sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, this is one that I wrote, uh, let's see, probably last week. And um, the to preface this one, um, I do a lot of um, wellness walks. Actually, I just got back from one um, before um, um, uh, I knew I was going to be meeting with you today to kind of clear my head and just rejuvenate my mind and spirit. So um, this is the haiku. A walk in nature and forest cacophony, a muser's delight. The other one that I will share, um, Sarah, is one that um, you and I collaborated on. Um, and I don't know if most people know this. Um, I, I guess I, I want to brag on you a little bit here because, <laughs> um, you know, um, you know, you're a phenomenal writer. And um, but also you have an uh, appreciation and passion for the arts. And you have uh, you and I have um, corresponded over the last couple months and um you have shared with me some of your artwork, uh, which is wonderful. And I remember um, you sharing with me um, your most recent piece um, where it was, uh, I believe, two man- uh, manatees. And um, I um, decided to write a haiku. I was inspired uh, by your artwork. And so uh, I'm going to share that with our audience members, um, uh, the haiku that I wrote based on that. Deep ocean lovers. Manatee intimacy, two cuddlers for life. I love it, and it's it's been wonderful collaborating with you as well. It's it's great how you can easily flow your haiku with the paintings that I do or other people do. So that's wonderful. I appreciate it. It's it's, it's um it's been great to uh, collaborate with artists like yourself and others um, that I'm been doing some collaborations with um locally and internationally so it's um i'm i'm very grateful to, for those opportunities it's it's been a blessing curated from more than 3000 major newspapers magazines and journals the AMA morning rounds newsletter delivers the top stories in healthcare right to your inbox monday through friday Subscribe today and check out all the AMA's free newsletters at ama-assn.org slash myinbox. That's ama-assn.org slash myinbox. Um, you also collaborate with artists like Lisa Tao, who will create a painting to accompany your haiku and vice versa. Um, how did that collaboration start with you writing a haiku or a poem and someone painting a picture? Yeah, that's a good question. So, you know, I am a uh, I'm a go getter. Um, I refuse to take no for an answer um, unless well, I have taken no for an answer, but I, my mom has always said that, um, you know, if you don't ask, then you don't know. Um, and so I, I kind of live on the edge. I'm a risk taker, I think in a lot, in in some ways. And so, um, Lisa Tao is a, um, um, she's based in, uh, she's a Malaysian artist. Um, actually, um, her first career uh, is as an attorney and we actually connected on LinkedIn and, um, I really enjoyed seeing, um, some of her um, 
artwork. Um, and she also, she, she reminds me of almost like a, she's really into impressionism. Uh, so she kind of has that Monet feel, so to speak. And um, you've seen some of her uh, artwork, I know as well, and just a very talented individual. And so I just messaged her and we started talking about just the art and humanities. I was telling her about my background um, as it relates to being in mental health and how I think that there is a there's a lot of um, there's some intersectionality there um, when we think about mental health and the arts and the humanities. And she agreed, and so um, sent her uh, a haiku. And within um, an hour or so, she came up with a sketch. And then um, to go along with my haiku, which was published in Psychiatric Times. And so um, then we just started talking about ways that we could collaborate. And we're actually working on a collaboration um, with her and um, her friend, uh, Reka um, Ravivi Duren. Um, I think I pronounced that correctly. Um, but uh, she is a Malaysian uh, composer who has done... Um, a lot of work on various films throughout her career, um, including um, Avatar and Pan. And um, we are uh, doing a joint collaboration basically where I have um, written 13 haikus uh, with the theme of self-compassion using nature as um, the uh, nature symbolism, so to speak. And Lisa is going to be um, doing some paintings that are inspired by the um, haikus. And Reka is going to be composing the music and, we are hopeful to um, have an, exhibi- an exhibition um, in the U.S. in the new year um, um, to um, premiere this collaboration. So, you know, I, I consider it providential. I don't believe in coincidences. And, um, you know, that's been one collaboration. We have others that I'm doing with some local artists in South Carolina, um, including um, Donnell Ferguson and uh, Lisa Shirkmo. Good. And do you publish your work anywhere online? I do. Um, so I self-published a book of poetry, my, my first book back in 2014, and it's called The Other Side. And basically, I needed to explore the other side of me um, about, you know, mainly what people really don't know about me and what I didn't really know about myself. So kind of doing some digging um, and um, having some time for reflection. And so that's on Amazon. And um you can, uh, I think it's about five bucks for purchase, but um, I have published there. And then uh, most of my um, writings now have um, been published through Psychiatric Times, um, which has been a, um, uh, a psychiatric med- magazine. I actually serve on their advisory council and I'm the section editor for diversity and inclusion. And I've been very um, grateful for um, my colleagues at Psych- Psychiatric Times for giving me the opportunity uh, again, to share my thoughts and reflections uh, with a wider audience, and so it's been um, it's been fun. I um, I will usually probably write at least maybe two to three, maybe even more than that haikus a week, um, depending on what's going on in the world or depending on uh, what I'm thinking about. That's impressive. <laughs> That's wonderful that you can do that. Do you have plans to put together any more? books like your one from 2014? (laughs) That's a great question. Um, You and and all my other friends have asked me this question. I I will never say never, you know, to to do the self-publishing, it it took a a lot of time and effort. Um, I would like to um, self-publish a second book, or maybe I can find a publisher that uh, likes my work and will um, assist in that. But um, 
I, I think it, it's safe to say that you can maybe anticipate another book coming out for um for me um down the road. It's um it'll definitely be a lot of haikus and um some other um works um that'll be dedicated to um various people in my life, including uh, my wife and uh, my daughter. I like that a lot. I'll definitely keep an eye out for that. <laughs> awesome. Do you focus just on haikus or does your writing expand into other styles and, and how do you decide which one to go for? That's a very good question. So I do a lot of free verse, I would say. Um, I try writing some sonnets. Um, I'll tell you, I, Shakespeare, um, I, I commend that guy. You know, the only thing we have in common uh, is that we ha- we share the same birthday. Um, I don't always write haikus. It just depends on um, how I'm feeling. Sometimes I can consolidate my thoughts in terms of they can be very, uh, they can be consolidated into a haiku, but sometimes I have uh, a lot more to say. Um, So it just depends on my mood and how I'm feeling and kind of also what I'm writing about. It it does also seem like you can easily write a haiku at the drop of a hat. Do you feel that's the case? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I would say so. Uh, You know, if you ask my wife, she'll... um, she always knows when I'm writing uh, haikus because I will be counting on my fingers. And basically what I'm doing is making sure that I have the right um, <laughs> number of syllables <laughs> for each line that I'm writing. And so um, I'm very grateful for her support because um, she knows that once I'm in a zone, um, it's hard to get me out of that zone. But she also is very uh, supportive uh, because she knows if I'm writing, that is an outlet for me. And um she enjoys reading them as well. But yeah, I have been known to, uh, well, I think your example, the collaboration that we did together, um, you sent me that poem, uh, your artwork, I think it was in the evening. And I think I, within maybe five minutes or so, I replied back with a haiku. So um, yes, it's very impressive. Uh, what is the importance of art and narratives in medicine? Well, I actually think that it's the most important part of of the person that's sitting across from you. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I don't want to say preach, but I uh, encourage um, our residents that I work with and medical students um, is that who you are treating is more important than what you are treating. You know, we have the skill set to... Um, take a detailed history and come up with diagnosis. And that's great. Um, You know, we want to make sure that we get the diagnosis right, so to speak, and so that we can come up with the right treatment plan. But the person sitting in front of you, if you really listen to their narrative and you explore the narrative, the diagnosis will be there. So when when we're developing a treatment plan for our patients, we have to explore all aspects of them. What's going to help get them well. And yeah, some Zoloft, Prozac, sure, that may be helpful. But what about their spiritual their spiritual aspect of that person, if they have any religious or spiritual beliefs? What about, you know, the person that says, you know, playing my guitar brings me happiness? Well, yeah, we want you to continue to do that. So let's put all of your pieces, your wellness pieces of the puzzle together to so that you can be your best self. I like that. Is is this something other physicians or individuals might want to consider? So haikus or any sort of arts? I find that a lot of my colleagues are creative in their own way. Um, I think sometimes, um, again, we forget to explore that other part of who we are. Um, so I would recommend that 
whatever your creative juices are and whatever flows, um, nurture, nurture it. Um, there's, there's so much that can be said for the, um, that the, what the arts bring as it relates to healing. Um, you know, there's, there's a plethora of literature out there that, um, that has illustrated that, um, art therapy and music therapy can be very beneficial. Um, you can look at the, the studies with individuals with neurocognitive disorders, uh, such as Alzheimer's disease, and how art therapy and music therapy can be beneficial. Individuals with depression, um, you know, is the, the, the studies are out there, the research is out there. Um, and we just have to, we just have to um, be, I think, more intentional um, and motivated um, to be able to carry out these things. And I, um, I think that our patients will appreciate it uh, as well. Absolutely. So I just want to thank you, Dr. Clark, for sharing your experience with writing haikus as a way to cope with burnout. It's been a pleasure speaking with you as always. Sarah, uh, it is always a pleasure to work with you. Uh, just appreciate um, appreciate you and your friendship over the years. Um, and I look forward to uh, many more collaborations with you. Absolutely. <laughs> this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. You can subscribe to Moving Medicine and other great AMA podcasts anywhere you listen to yours or visit ama-assn.org slash podcasts. I'm Todd Unger, and this is Moving Medicine. Thanks for listening.